Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another SDGC After Hours Review. And today we are going to be talking about Octopath Traveler 2, which I have now finished after 90 hours. Uh, Ooh, boy, boy, this was a long one, uh, but a very, 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 very good one. And uh, before we go any further, I want to seriously thank Square Enix uh, for the opportunity to review this. They did provide the code. Um, and the reason this review is, is so late is because, as I stated, it's a 90-hour game. Um, so <laughs> it's it's a lot. Uh, now, you'll notice, some, you'll notice some gameplay in the background. Um, I am just doing some box standard, uh, in, you know, getting into random battle stuff for you um, because I am at a point where I have cleared the game and I want to avoid spoilers as much as I can. Um, that being said, uh, I'm being joined by Jarek. What's up, bud? Hi, how's it going? Um, I'm glad, let me say up front, that you took the time to thoroughly complete this game. Um, because I think there's a lot of RPGs where you can maybe like rush through it and, and get a good idea of whether or not to recommend it. But I think one of the most important questions most people, certainly like I would have on my mind coming into this from the original Octopath Traveler is how does this hold up? How does this compare? Um, does it improve upon the issues that many people had with the original, which is a great RPG, but like the whole eight different characters, eight different stories thing does not end up melding together very well by the end in the way that a lot of people maybe wish it had. Um, so that spending that much more time to really break the game down and get into the ending, um, like that's, that's the stuff I want to know, like spoiler free, obviously, but sure. Does this do what I wish Octopath one had done? Yes, it does. Um, so I will, uh, so let, and you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's harken back to 2018 when Octopath Traveler was released. Yeah. Let's start uh, for the, for the completely unaware, right. like, uh, well, first off, here's a question. Do, do I need to have played and beaten Octopath Traveler one? 100% not. No. Okay. Um, is this even in the same world or is this a totally different, it's like a Final the, Fantasy situation. So that's the thing I can't tell, like the name of okay. the world is different, but the name of like, some of the gods are the same, um, exactly the same. It could be a very, very okay. I you see. know what? I get the sense it's like it's a different continent, maybe. Like, like maybe it's like a that's never really because the first world is or is a Orstera, right? Yeah. And um, this is and I, I can't remember after ninety hours the the name of this continent is a blur to me. But it's so it's, like it, it may or may not be the same world. Maybe but, yeah. But the fact that that's not a question that can be fully answered means that the first game's not that important. Correct. Okay. Um, uh, and so, and so for the uninitiated, um, what what is Octopath Traveler? So Octopath Traveler Two is a JRPG with eight characters with eight very distinct stories with n almost no overlap whatsoever. In fact. Your characters in the original Octopath Traveler are not present during any of the story vignettes, uh, except during battle. Like, for example, if um, if uh, you know one character is going through a, a you know specific chapter, it focuses on that character. Those other characters do not show up unless it's in battle. Right now, I want to like full full disclosure. It's the same way here, but big but. Um, there is still a ton of character interaction in the form of 
like little um in fact they're called like a you know, like you know party chat or something like that you hit the um you know you hit a certain button and all of a sudden it takes you to a perspective of two sometimes three uh sometimes more characters all conversing about the chapter that you're actually going through at that present moment so you get the sense that these characters are actually present this time um and at at the end of the game i'm not going to give any spoilers but i will say that in a much more cohesive man like the in, there is an overarching story, and you'll find it out during the last chapter of the game, which involves all characters, and they're all on. And this is a weird thing to say, like you know, this is an improvement, but all characters are on the screen together. They're all interacting with each other. You find out that all of their stories are inter, are in fact intertwined, and there's been an overarching plot uh, this entire time. Okay. And so, so that is one thing that. I also had some issues with in the first game as much as I loved it. This really fixed that for me. Um, yeah, the original, I think everything I love about Octopath Traveler 1 is that it is very much a throwback to like the, the Squaresoft RPGs of the Super Nintendo era. Very much so. Uh, very much like the, well, and I mean, it's the very retro like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, you know, menu driven, you know, that's what it's a throwback to. But it's very, very pretty. I mean, it was the first of the like HD 2D uh, like projects, right? Correct. Of Correct. this of and- this art style. And it was <laughs> gorgeous. And even though maybe the stories did not intertwine the way I wanted to by the end, it was this great ambitious idea of what a a new retro RPG could look like. And this is the absolute pinnacle of HD 2D thus far. Like this is this is unreasonably gorgeous. It's better looking than Octopath Traveler. Uh, as much as I love Live Alive, it's better looking than Live Alive. Um, this and it's just it's it's little things too. Like for example, uh, enemies or boss enemies uh, specifically actually have attack animations now. Um, That's nice. So yeah, so like they're not just like static enemies, and you're like you know like a box standard Super Nintendo JRPG. I mean, you got stylistically, that still worked for me, right? Because yeah. that's the way it was for in sure. Old Super Nintendo RPGs, for so sure. it didn't bother me. Uh, but it would be nice to see a l- little bit more flourish. Right, exactly, and you know, and it never bothered me either. Like you know, I want to be perfectly clear, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh wow, they really put some effort into this. Um, another cool little feature as I'm kind of running around the desert here in my gameplay video is you, so this game has a day or this game has a day night cycle. Uh, and you can switch that on the fly by hitting R2, um, which I think is really Hmm. cool. And the interesting choice, the the encounters and, uh, available side quests change depending on whether it's night or day, like characters who are present in the town or out in the world during the day may not be there at night and vice versa. And you, and in order to complete some side quests and kill some specific enemies, you have to, you have to make use of that. Um, and also, uh, you know, shifting from day to night is in your advantage because there are some characters you can unlock skills to where they'll get buffs and bonuses during the day and, you know, you know, vice versa during the night and, and stuff like that. So you can get really, really tactical with it, which is something I really appreciated. Um, and there's a, there's a slight difference in combat as well. And that is, uh, you know, you still have that system that you had in the first game, right? Where, you know, it's very, it's very reminiscent of Bra- Bravely Default, which is, should be no surprise to anybody. Cause you know, it's team Asano, um, in, in which you have a, you know, a power gauge that fills up 
once uh you know after you're after you you know like you know you've got five little dots and you know if you defend or attack without using it it fills up and fills up and fills up and when it's all the way full you can use some of that or all of that to you know increase the, the power of your attacks um but that but it builds upon that you also have what's called latent power here and i will show you in my little gameplay video here um when your latent power gauge is filled that's that little circle next to everybody's name uh, you can activate that and call upon either a special attack that's unique to that character, uh, or, you know, some of these characters have buffs or, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, status bonuses that are available to characters, um, like, you know, or, you know, they'll concentrate power into a certain attack. Uh, and it's just, it's a really, really cool system. Uh, and I was hoping that they would build upon what was already a really solid turn-based battle system in Octopath Traveler, and I got exactly that. I got what I wanted. Um, and uh, yeah, I as from from a battle perspective, I could not be happier with with how this came out. And I feel like the and like the other thing about Octopath Traveler is it was a very challenging game. Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, even from early on. Like early on, it's not necessarily hard but it lets you know you're going to have to work and think about battle strategy you're not going to be able to just blur your way through it correct um and as you get yeah further into the chapters that difficulty ramps up and so and uh, i will go ahead and say that there are still some very very difficult bosses here that i kind of wanted to like there was one or two in particular where i was like i'm going to put my controller through the wall um but at the same time uh, I will go ahead and say that this is a much more accessible game. It's, you think uh, like the difficulty curve is a little bit more it's approachable? Mu it's actually much more forgiving. Okay. Um, uh, so so yeah, it's I, I it's you know, and which is a good thing because that was one of my major criticisms of Octopath Traveler is that as somebody who grew up playing these games, I was like, oh, you know, this is really hard. But I can definitely see how that level of difficulty would be off-putting for someone who who doesn't play these games and wants to get into them. It's not a good leaping point to JRPGs. Um, Derek, what I want to do as I'm running around the desert here looking for looking for fights, I would love if you would ask me some questions. Yeah, uh, because yeah, I would absolutely. love to. I, I would love to answer any questions you have about this wonderful, wonderful game. Sure. Um, and of course, it's hard, right? Because again, most questions about this game are probably going to be either really, I think for new folks, most questions about this game are equally well answered as like questions about Octopath Traveler. Um, and I think for existing fans, most of what people want to know is, is the story connected and does the story come together better? Sounds like the answers to those are no, not connected. Yes, comes together better. Um, how about this? Who is a standout character of the eight Ooh. for you? Because there are always like um, I'm forgetting her name, but the merchant girl in the first game, um, uh, Tressa, Tressa. Yes, immediately yeah. latched onto her as well, as maybe my favorite of the protagonists. Derek, if if you love the merchant in that game, I got good news for you. Uh, Particio, who is the merchant in this game, not only is a snappy dresser, but he's also the absolute best character in the game. He is a merchant who wants to fight back against capitalism and end world poverty. I just looked this dude mm. up and he looks like a mm. uh, fucking uh, Joseph Joe star. He look at that dapper uh, uh, waistcoat and 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 uh, duster and fedora. Look at, I look love at how this man. dapper he is. And Derek, he looks he, like if Indiana Jones yes. uh, fucking just 
Yeah, the most El- confident version of Indiana and Jones. Derek, he speaks with a Southern twang. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's and, incredible. And his, uh, his... This is my boyfriend. His theme music is a saxophone theme. Oh, <laughs> he is. They knew Derek, what they were doing. Derek, they he knew what is, they were doing with this and, man. No, and Derek, and I mean, he talks like this, and uh, he even introduces himself. He's like, "Hello, name a Particio," and I'm just like, "Oh my God, Particio, you are amazing. You are amazing, Particio. Like, I would, I would defend this man with my life. I would, I would die for Particio." And I'm just looking at him on Google Images. <clears throat> Particio is uh, my favorite character. Throne is another standout character. She's who I started with. Uh, she is your thief, and she actually has a very tragic storyline. Like some of the some of the um, some of the storylines here get really dark. Uh, and they you, they could in Octopath one too. It, I but mean. this this kind of ramps it up a little bit. Um, without getting into spoilers here, this game does touch on some subjects uh, that were actually first tackled in final fantasy six. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's our obligatory final fantasy six reference. <laughs> um, what we're talking about, like, you know, genocide and slavery and, you know, like, you know, child labor and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so th- this game definitely goes some places from a narrative standpoint. Um, I'm going to switch areas here. I've had enough of the desert. Uh, who else do I really, so I want to bring up a character that I didn't really like at first but I grew to really appreciate was, um, oh God, I'd have to say probably Ochet, who is your, yeah, like that's a, the, the little gremlin cat person. The, the thing, little, right? uh, the, <laughs> am I wrong? Is that a no, bad No, no, you're not wrong. I just love that description. A little gremlin yeah. cat. Per- that's exactly how oh, I would have described her. Oh, son of a bitch. Did they name all the characters Octopath again? Yes, they, they did. did. I'm looking and, at it right now. And, and all I the antagonists it. are Traveler. Uh, Bravo. Um, but uh yeah, no, they, This is they, like this is like when they pulled the uh the subtitle gimmick again in Bravely uh second and yeah. it was like did you really did you did? Oh, no, it's how absolutely did you fool me thing. twice? Um <laughs> Ochet ha- Ochet kind of falls into that annoying trope of like, you know, no. really really irritating JRPG tween. You know, like, you know, like kind of the kid who's like Hope from Final Fantasy thirteen. No, uh, she. She. Uh, okay. Does she speak in like a, a terrible like speech impediment? At or least with a goofy she. So 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 I I've had a few people ask me that broken and English. You're not. There's no repeat of Hanit. Uh, okay. In uh, you're not talking. You, you're not in talking like in this and. Uh, well, I was like thinking in, more like FF6, like Gao, right? No, like, no, no. But her village does, but she doesn't for no. reasons that I won't get into. Okay, that's good. Um, she does not. She very deliberately does not. Uh, but I, I, you know, she's one of those things, like she's motivated, like, you know, she's a demi-human, so she's motivated by food. She's always like, I smell something delicious. And that's like, you know, she's always like, you know, why don't, why don't I pay you in meat instead of, you know, money, which I agree with. You know, everybody should be paid in meat, but at the same time, I, I found her a little grating. I did warm up to her story at the very end because of some very specific things that you find out in the last chapter. Um, but I think Ochet was probably my least favorite character. And I know I'll probably get raked over the coals for that because Ochet seems to be very popular, which I Ochet, like, again, going purely off character artwork, Ochet is a character who I can tell I'm going to deeply want to love, but in my heart, fear I will not. Like I fear a gal situation, right? 
I, I can definitely see that comparison. She's she's not as, she's not as bad as Gal. It's hard when so, everybody like, has yeah. to be able to be the protagonist of their own storyline. So, you know, she couldn't be too obnoxious. Right. And, and um, other standout character is uh, Hikari, uh, who is based in the Kingdom of Ku, which has, uh, you know, like Hikari should tell you, like, is that you know, a boy or a girl. Hikari is Hikari is a boy uh, is a is a male. I thought and so, but Google he, image searching is not con- is not conclusive. <laughs> yeah, no, he is he is uh, he he is a boy, and he is and obviously the, with the name Hikari, like you know, very steeped in Japanese lore and culture. Uh, he's a samurai, uh, yeah. and he is from a combat perspective. Like near the end of the game, he's practically broken. <laughs> Um, he he almost breaks the entire game. It's like kind of like it's kind of like how Sid is in Final Fantasy Tactics, where you're like, oh, I got Sid, Ugh. so we got easy. It's not Thunderlord it's, it, Sid. He's not. It's not as blatant. Like the final boss still utterly ruined me for hours, which is something else I want to get into. But but um, but Hikari definitely trivializes some of the boss fights you'll run into. All right. Um, well, that gets that gets us some rundown of a couple of your your favorite and least favorite. Right. Then, um everybody continues to have their own gimmick right i i watch no trailers for because when i go in really yeah i you know what for whatever reason i felt an urge not to absorb a lot of information about a game that i was like look i like the original i know i'm gonna get an octopath 2 at some point why why you know absorb too much marketing i don't know um but anyway so i assume everybody continues to have their own like path action Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. uh, like you know, Throne, and it's this mostly the stuff you you mostly the stuff you expect with some surprises. Like for example, Throne can steal, right? Yeah. Um, when you are, but when you, but your path actions change depending on what time of day it is. Uh, so at oh, night, man. Okay, at, that could at, be slightly overwhelming, but I'm going to choose not to think about that. It's really, it's actually not like, okay. and it, it's pretty obvious when you'll need to change. Like for example, for story, like. Throne uh, can steal during the day. At night, she um, knocks people unconscious, right? Um, and so, like, you know, it's a sneak attack, basically, stealth attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so at night, you know, she, you know, she'll give you a cue, right? She's like, hmm, I need to get past this guard, but how? And it's like, oh, well, I know how. Um, <laughs> so it's pretty obvious what you need to do. Um, uh, th- uh, who's something... Um, one that I didn't expect is your wizard character, your mage character, um, Oswald. Uh, Oswald kind of breaks some uh, tropes in that he is a scholar. He's also large, bearded, and burly. He's a big man. And no, one we said of, wizards can't lift. Uh, no, this wizard absolutely lifts. In fact, his um, his path action at night is mug. <laughs> <laughs> he just straight up oh. fucking mugs people. Um, like D- Derek, look up a picture of Oswald right now. And How do I spell that? O S V A L D. Oswald, and uh, he is a he is a strapping man. Um, I mean, everybody in this game is extremely good looking. Um, but uh, Oswald, he's got some some zaddy vibes. Uh, uh, Oswald, for real. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> but I'm assuming some anime thing. Um, no. 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 He's um. He is an extremely attractive, much older man. Oh, so if I Daddy, were- this is this is for our audience who doesn't know. If like think Daddy vibes, but then you got to think like Daddy's Daddy vibes. So put like twenty years on me, basically. 
Potentially, right. We're talking like that sixty-ish range, right, or, okay. or older. Okay. It's uh, right. that's 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 a that's a a silver fox, right? Interesting. Okay. Zaddy, zaddy vibes. George Clooney, zaddy. Okay. Okay. That. Okay. That. I. That. That. I can understand. So yeah. No. That's that's Oswald. Um, and he's a uh, he is a scholar who um exam scrutinizes people during the day and mugs them at night uh, <laughs> i too love to scrutinize people during the day and then mug them at night that's you know that's that's basically just like a that's basically just like a tuesday night for me yeah you know like i scrutinize many people you have been day. saying this that yeah exactly it's like you know the gentleman in me goes off the clock at 5 p.m um but uh, yeah, so, you know, I mentioned the final boss earlier, obviously without spoiler, I'm not going to tell you what the final boss is. The way this game ends is one of the greatest spectacles in an RPG I've seen in years. Um, yeah. It is it, it is incredibly epic um, and it's nowhere near as bad as the final boss of Octopath Traveler, like like the final okay. boss of well, Octopath good. Traveler, which was Galdera, um, was notorious in its brutal ridiculous the antithesis of fun difficulty um this is still very difficult but much more manageable much cooler um and you also like and again since all your stories are actually interweaving this time makes a lot more sense um derek i gotta tell you i i i wondered how they would build upon the formula and I was bracing myself for disappointment in the in the ninety hours I was playing this because I was like, you know, it's you know, this game had some had some big flaws that I wanted to see, uh, you know, rectified, and you know, I hope they did it. And this game sings from top to bottom. Um, I this is an all time great for me. I love everything about this game. I I I, I cannot really think of a single moment where I wasn't happy playing this. Um. If you like Octopath Traveler and you wish to your and you kind of think to yourself, man, this would be perfect if they just done these things, like a few things, they did those things. They 100% did those things. And the game is it just, I mean, this will be in my game of the year discussion. In the year of things like Final Fantasy 16 um, and other games that are coming out this year, um, this will be in the discussion for game of the year for me. And I suspect for a lot of other people as well. Are you planning on picking this up? Uh, I mean, eventually. I have a I have a big backlog, um, <laughs> many of which are RPGs because hey. I I finished all the short games on my backlog, and now everything I have left is is giant RPGs. Um, so I do because I really liked Octopath. I just can't guarantee it will be super soon. Right. Well, and and also like that brings me to another good point. A word of warning to people who have big backlogs or not a lot of time. Be aware, this is a 90-hour game, and I, I I didn't get... Like, I I fought most of the optional bosses. I didn't do all the side quests by far. Um, this is a big, big game. The average time to do everything is probably about 115, 120 hours. Um, so, so, you know, go, in, go into that... Go into this game knowing that you're going to be here for a while. Um, and every single hour for me is worth it. But if you've got a very busy life right now, or you don't have a lot of time, this may not be the best choice for you right now. Um, as much as I love this game, if you, you know, if you're working 80 hour weeks, you know, <laughs> I don't know how much time you're going to have for this. Um, 
That being said, I do appreciate and I always have appreciated the kind of like story but quality dog path traveler, which I think makes it much more digestible. Like, you know, you're laying down in bed at night, even if you don't have a lot of time, you're laying down in bed at night, you play one or two chapters. It's like reading one or two chapters of a book, right? And then you put it down. Um, and that I think is the advantage of structuring the story the way the Octopath games do. Yes, because the first one was was very like I could pick that up and play so easily for like an hour you know, in between thing. Yeah. Uh, in a way that's difficult with a lot of big, like, let me tell you when final fantasy 16 comes out later this year, that's not going to be a game you can play an hour, 45 no. minute, nope. you know, 50 minute batches. It's going to be something you need to sit down and put some sessions into. Absolutely. And, and you don't really like, there's no, like I, I blasted my way through this game to get the review done, but I'm also, we're also influencers. Um, people who are just, you know, picking this game up on a like a Wednesday like there's no need to blast through this um play one or two chapters a night if that's all you can do um but again like you know the the kind of like even though there's a greater focus on a shared kind of a shared world and a shared interactivity with these characters the disparate nature of the stories actually lends itself to shorter bursts of play very very well um and that's one thing i really appreciate i guess we can call this a franchise now right like this is a franchise. It's two now. games at least. Yeah. So Let's you know see what I'm, happens. I'm hoping we'll get an Octopath Traveler three. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, and like for me, right? As somebody, yeah, that's who something I think is is really and, really valuable. Really liked and not something the original you see Octopath a lot Traveler. in in modern. I, think I wouldn't necessarily you know? say it was my favorite game of that year, uh, or even in in my top five. But well, what it's a, a game I'm not going to forget because of what it stands for. Um. God, you know what's funny is in a lot of ways, this is very analogous to Bravely Default for me, right? Bravely Default, the original, was a, a pretty big standout moment for me, right? This was Square Enix returning to a, a classic Final Fantasy format on the 3DS with a new franchise with a, a rather striking art style given its technical limitations. Um, and it was a game that was really cool and really promising, maybe a bit messy. Um, and for that, I, I very fondly remember both Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default. And yet, Bravely Second is probably an outright better game than Bravely Default in almost every aspect. Um, but I, I do not put the same cultural cachet on Bravely Second that I do on Bravely Default. Despite the fact that I liked that game more and it was a better game. Uh, just because of, of what Bravely Default was at that time. Um, I would agree. I think with that. that the the influence and legacy of Octopath Traveler is likely to be much much stronger than Bravely Default, just because Octopath started an entire style of game for Square. Yeah, a style that's leading to a Dragon Quest three remake that is certainly going to be one of the biggest games of the generation that people are drastically undercounting. But um, you know, despite that, like that's the thing is like Octopath Traveler is the Interesting, if imperfect, origin point of all that. And two is a refined sequel that will probably get less attention in the gaming history books, but deserves your attention, it sounds like, if you are a fan of retro style RPGs. All right, everyone, I think that does it. Um, Derek, thank you so much for joining me to talk about this wonderful, wonderful game. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, anytime we're going to review like a retro RPG that I'm, I'm going to be here. 
I know, and that's why I asked. Because you're a man who can be counted on. Yeah. Derek, my friend, where can people find you? On on SCGC uh, every well, Thursday I mean, like night. on Twitter, Derek. Uh, at Derby City Derek. It's a mistake. Don't follow me there. <laughs> yeah. but In this Derek's- godforsaken place. Exactly. But to Derek's point, you can find us every Thursday night live on twitch.tv slash official SDGC, on YouTube at youtube.com slash official SDGC, and on Twitter at official SDGC. Thank you to Square Enix uh, once more for giving us the chance to review this wonderful game. I loved every moment with it. And remember, guys, kindness costs nothing. Take care.